the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Indeed. It's been a, it's been like a whole month of days crammed into one week so far. And glad to have you guys with us every step along the way as you do every day. And if you happen to miss any part of a day show or the whole show or whatever, you just want to listen to it again. Don't forget, you can download our podcast wherever you get our pods. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. We also have our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Lots of different ways that you can be a part of the show, and we just appreciate you guys. I know you have so many options of where you can go, hang out, spend your time, get your information, and it's an honor to have you guys with us tonight. A couple of great guests lined up for you guys. Uh, Colonel Mills, retired, will be with us. Colonel Mills was actually a deep part of the Obama and the Trump administrations involved in intelligence, was even in the Situation Room when Osama bin Laden was killed. So giving the hearing that took place today and the shocking revelations, I'm going to share with you guys about an organization called CTIL. Mm -hmm. If you don't know who CTIL is, buckle up and get ready because you're about to hear some shocking information. You may not be shocked if you've really been paying attention to what's been going on. And next hour, we've got Tom DeBacar will be back with us. Of course, tonight is uh, the showdown by the governors, a truly bizarre event for many reasons. That's taking place tonight. Um, I will be watching some of the debate because I've got already some thoughts about that. So you definitely want to going to want to come back for tomorrow's show uh, to hear our thoughts on that. All right. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my sidekick. He's more than just a sidekick. He's more than just a side dish. He's actually an entree. He is the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. You know, I just, I'm trying to figure out why Sean Hannity is so in love with Gavin Newsom. Can you can you enlighten me a little bit on that one? I don't understand why he's so enamored by Mussolini. It, I just yeah. it, it blows my mind. I just did not it's know truly, that. Yeah, it's truly a bromance. And he says, well, we just hit it off when we first met. And they first met, evidently, I guess, when Kimberly Guilfoyle knew some at the time, started working at Fox News. And she got that gig because she had been doing a lot of media in the dog mauling case. If you guys remember the dog mauling case from San Francisco uh, with the Kane Corsos that attacked and killed the woman in the hallway. Gruesome story. Anyway, so then she, you know, rose to prominence and, and got the gig at Fox News. Look, he's a slick talker, man. 
you know, Hannity's got a great head of hair. So, you know, uh, he didn't need to be, he didn't need to be wooed by somebody with a great head of hair. He's got good hair himself. I don't really understand it. I don't really, but, but let me tell you, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because as we talked about on last night's show, I think this was a phenomenally mind-numbingly stupid move on DeSantis's part. Uh, Sean Hannity, obviously, as I've mentioned many times, the truth I've been suspecting for many times that he was a, that he was a closet liberal pretending to be conservative. And then it was obvious to me during COVID as he argued for you not to be allowed to get into a building in New York without your temperature taken, a mask. And I mean, he was so far up Fauci's butt. To this day, he has never criticized Fauci and certainly not to the degree that he should. So it was Sean Hannity's idea to have this debate. He backed DeSantis into a corner publicly. That alone tells you everything you should need to know. Hannity had a sit down with Newsom after the Republican presidential debate that took place at the Reagan Library. For the Republican Party or any so-called conservative to, I mean, dude's not even running for office and yet the Republican Party and Ron DeSantis Ron DeSantis is trailing so far behind. I mean, it's really bizarre if you think about it, that we've got a presidential debate, and that's exactly what it is happening tonight, by one Republican candidate who's trailing so far behind the leading candidate that Trump can't even see him in the rearview mirror, right? That's how far behind he is. And then, and yet, and so he's going to get on a stage and Democrat somebody and debate somebody who's got some serious game when it comes to charisma, when it comes to some slick talking, and... and, and it, a dude that's completely destroyed his own state and the rest of the com- country doesn't even know anything about. It's truly bizarre. And it is an example of the Republican Party continuing to snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat. Did I say that phrase right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just absolutely insane to me when you give when you understand what's going on today in the country, the uh, House uh, subcommittee. Select Subcommittee on Weaponization of Government held a hearing today, and it comes almost exactly one year to the day the Twitter files were released. Remember after Elon Musk took over Twitter, he started releasing Twitter files uh, through Matt Taibbi and others about which revealed the truth about the coordination of controlling the information involving the FBI involving the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID, Fauci and the COVID stuff. Um, All kinds of information got released to the degree to where Matt Taibbi came before uh, the House at the time. And while he was there at the House speaking, giving uh, a testimony in front of the House committee, the IRS was knocking on his door and raiding his home. Okay. Um, That's what we're dealing with. So you fast forward a year and we've now got a select subcommittee having a hearing today on government weaponization. And in the run-up to this hearing today, revelations began to be revealed through one of the other Twitter files people, a guy named Michael Schellenberger. And um, he, uh, let's just play, I'm going to start. It, it, there's, it's so convoluted. It's so complicated. There's so many United States government, in, uh, you know, institutions and people involved. So I had a, a really challenging time, given the complexity of it, to really try to break it down and have you guys understand everything that's gone on here. But let's start with Sesame Broccolini clip four. 
on the list so we can kind of give a little bit of a background to set the stage of what Schellenberger has revealed through a whistleblower. Nine months ago, I testified and provided evidence to the subcommittee about the existence of a censorship industrial complex, a network of government agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, and big tech media platforms that conspired to censor ordinary Americans and elected officials alike for holding disfavored views. I regret to inform the subcommittee today that the scope, power, and lawbreaking of the censorship industrial complex are even worse than we had realized back in March. Two days ago, my colleagues and I published the first batch of internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, which show U.S. and U.K. military contractors working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Did you hear that? A group called the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. It's very complicated what has gone on here, and I encourage everybody to go to the public substack called the CTIL Files. And it was written and compiled by Michael Schellenberger that you just heard, Matt Taibbi, and others uh, that received this information via a whistleblower, and it involves an explosive in quotes, trove of documents, videos, and more. And it even goes back before 2020 and 2021 uh, because it, it, and I feel like I need to play this clip next before I give you guys a little bit more details on what is involved in this program. Sesame, if you could play uh, clip number two. No, clip number one on the list. Or the whistleblower who delivered the CTIL files to us says that its leader, a quote-unquote former British intelligence analyst, was quote-unquote in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter-disinformation project to quote, stop a repeat of 2016. Did you hear that? This uh, Cyber Threat Intelligence League involves both U.S. military and U.K. U.S. military and U.S. intelligence, as well as U.K. intelligence operatives, in order to concoct a program in which they not only censored by coordinating with big tech as well as the legacy media, but actually won on the offense. All for the guise of controlling the outcome of our elections because Barack Obama did not want a, quote, repeat of 2016. Nothing matters in our country if elections don't matter. You fast forward to 2020. We're going to get back into some more details, but let's fast forward to 2020 and talk about the Hunter Biden laptop. How many in quote intelligence, remember all the intelligence officials that all signed a letter as after they coordinated with big tech? to tell them, uh, to Twitter and Facebook, to either pull down the New York Post article, to stop it from being shared. Then the intelligence operatives all came out and signed a letter and said it was Russian disinformation. 14% of Biden voters said they wouldn't have voted for, uh, for Joe Biden had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. That alone would have fulfilled Barack Obama's goal of not having a repeat of 2016. 
this went beyond censorship. That went this went to a place of, and you can see the uh, in these documents. And by the way, this this organization that started uh, on at the request at the behest of uh, former President Barack Obama initially was a bunch of volunteers, right? FBI people, CISA people, which is the cyber intelligence security you know agency within the DHS and others, and then it, be, it then it was absorbed within the U.S. government. So this is our own U.S. government doing this against us, and it went beyond. It went beyond censorship. Uh, the quote, the documents show that the group engaged in offensive operations to influence public opinion, discussing ways to promote counter messaging, co-opt hashtags, dilute disfavored messaging, create sock puppet, puppet accounts and infiltrate private invite only groups. Control the, control the message and you control minds, control minds and you control outcomes of elections and a nation. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue on with this. The U.S. government, the censorship industrial complex, it is, it, it is just as deep and just as wide, just as ferocious and just as tyrannical as anything else that we've seen going on with the weaponization of this government. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. I don't recognize my own country anymore. If you missed the open of the show, we were talking about blockbuster, and I mean blockbuster revelations today. I know that it's like shock and awe of how the government has been weaponized against the American people. Last night, we've been reporting on just this week about Jack Smith going and uh, subpoenaing Twitter to try to get all all the accounts that interacted with Trump in any way between October 2020 and uh, January 2021. We talked about uh, someone at a high level of the CIA who's pro-terrorist who was in charge of the presidential daily brief. Uh, I know that, you know, it's been shock and awe of how the government is working against us. Um, but we've got, we cannot get overwhelmed. We have to stay focused. We have to understand the depths of the tyranny that we face if we are going to stop it and take our country back. And there was a hearing today on the House Select Committee uh, as part of the Republican controlled House about the weaponization of the government. And one of the witnesses was a man named uh, uh, Michael Schellenberger. And he was uh, contacted by a whistleblower about an organization called Cyber Threat Intelligence League. It almost sounds something out of a movie, doesn't it, Sesame Broccolini? Yeah, it does. This whole thing is, like you said, incredibly eye-opening. It really is. Well, and it's incredibly frightening. Mm -hmm. um, And it's incredibly illegal. Yes. Um, if you if you missed the last segment, we you know he talked about uh, he, the the whistleblower came to him the documents, the agencies that were involved, and he talked about how this went back to 2017, in which Barack Obama had UK intelligence in his office. And by the way, why would he have UK intelligence in his office? Was that at the same time in 2017? And and what and how soon in 2017 was this? Because wasn't Trump? inaugurated in 2017 
January, yeah. Which means mm-hmm. which means on the heels of of Donald Trump winning in 2016. Right. Let's go back to the summer of 2016. Let's go back to remember Crossfire Hurricane. Remember that the uh, Russian collusion hoax that involves some British intelligence people. And one of the things that Peter Strzok said was, if this don't work, we're going to stop Trump. Listen up, girlfriend. We're going to stop Trump from getting elected. But if something happens, don't you worry nothing, little missy, because we're going to have a little thing called an insurance policy. Well, that insurance policy was not just the Bob Mueller Russian collusion hoax special counsel plan that they had cooked up. It also, obviously, with Barack Obama, sometime in 2017, had to have been early in January of 2017, had some UK intelligence people in his office. Was it Christopher Steele? Hmm. Who said, who got, who got orders from Barack Obama to create a messaging program in this country that would prevent a repeat of 2016. In other words, the former president of the United States, this is so much bigger than Watergate. Do you people get it? What was Watergate? Sending a couple bozos to go go get some tapes or something over at the Watergate building? We're talking about a former president of the United States working with foreign governments to control the outcome of our elections through a propaganda censorship machine. This is outrageous. And we got some stupid debate going on the Republican Party did tonight between Ron DeSantis, a failed presidential candidate, and and Gavin Mussolini. I want to play this clip with which this whistleblower, uh, well, actually not the whistleblower, but the witness today, Schellenberger. It is uh, number three in the stack, Sesame Broccolini, talking about the law of the land, and how this is illegal. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech. The Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. Yeah. This is against the law. That doesn't matter to communists. Well, the, Just com- like the communists love it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they yeah, love they love this. it. This is this is their mo. Show me the dude, and I'll you know, I'll show you the crime. The Department of Justice does not exist in the United States of America anymore. We are officially a communist state. I don't care that you think you've got the pink slip to your business, and that makes us a free nation. We're not a free nation. If we were a free nation, you wouldn't be paying property taxes. That alone, we're not a free nation. If this was a free, ma- a free nation, you wouldn't have to get a permit, i.e. permission to open up a lemonade stand to cut hair, right? You might have to get licensed in order to show that you've got the goods to practice law in this country. Uh, but then again, we're getting rid of that too, aren't we? People are, you know, in, in, in some states, uh, you don't even have to go to law school anymore. You don't even have to pass the bar. But that's another a story for another day. I don't I don't recognize my country. And and I and you know what I also one of the reasons why I don't recognize it, Sesame Broccolini, is because most Americans don't care. Most Americans are so conditioned to submit at this point, have so um, acquiesced to the notion of no freedom 
that it, this is just, or I, I guess until it happens to you, but what should, okay. So at what point are Americans going to care when we have 60 something percent of, if, if there's 75 million MAGA voters, is it, what's it going to take 20 million of them to be in a gulag? 21 million. What's the magic number it's going to take for, for people to wake up as to what's going on? What's the magic number it's going to take these Republicans? Look, I, I, I believe that these Republicans, the majority of them, um, particularly like it, it, even the good ones in the Freedom Caucus are scared to death right now. They're scared to death right now. The left killed off courage. And unless you have courage, you can't fight this tyranny. You just can't fight it. And the Democrats have courage. They also have no integrity and no character. And, and like the Islamists believe that, that they have a license to lie and that it's justified. Remember how I was mentioning one, one, one example alone, just one of the Hunter Biden laptop story was enough to prove how this worked. And this program to control the elections by controlling the flow of information. And by the way, before I move on. The Ron, De, the Ron DeSantis campaign and his influencers are really okay with all of this. You want to know why? Because so far it's been targeting, uh, targeted against Trump, right? And against stopping Trump from being elected. And that team is happy to have you, Jenna Ellis, Kurt Schlichter. Some of these people are friends of mine. John Cardillo. Some of these people, they are right now happy with the tyranny that's taken place because they think it's going to pave the way for their guy to get back into the White House and they're going to have a seat at the at the uh, power elite table. That's despicable to me. I don't know if I'm ever going to talk to any of them again. But I want to play this clip. Sesame Broccolini, it's at the bottom of the stack, first page, in which uh, Congressman, last night we played a clip of James Comer and um, MSNBC was like, oh, look at this James Comer dude. He's calling out Dan Goldman, you know, um, trying to justify, you know, what they're doing with this Hunter Biden story. Well, I want you to hear Dan Goldman today. And the, as he's in, in, as he's interrogating this witness today from the House uh, Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization regarding the Hunter laptop. Um, you've talked about the Hunter Biden laptop and how the FBI knew it existed. You are aware, of course, that the uh, laptop, so to speak, was actually, that was published in the New York Post, was actually a hard drive that the New York Post admitted here was not authenticated as real. It was not the laptop the FBI had. You're aware of that, right? It was the same contents. How do you know? Because, because it's the same, I mean, it's You would have to authenticate it to know it was the same contents. contents. You have no idea. You know you hard drives can that be it's a manipulated. Are you suggesting the New York Post participated in a conspiracy to construct the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop? No, sir. The problem is that hard drives can be manipulated by Rudy Giuliani or Russia. Well, what's the evidence that and that happened? What's well, there the is actual evidence of it, but the point is it's There's not no the evidence same thing. So you're engaging in a conspiracy. I'm glad theory. you agree with me, Mr. Schellenberger, that transparency yeah, is the most important Let, thing. Yeah, let's end it there. Let's end it there. He actually just said that there was evidence that Rudy Giuliani manipulated a hard drive. <laughs> That's what Dan Goldman said here. That's what Dan Goldman said. There's no low that they won't stoop for power in this country. 
He went on to ask this Goldman guy, do you think that it's more transparency, greater transparency if Hunter Biden comes and testifies publicly or behind closed doors? And the guy's like, well, I haven't even given it a thought. I mean, the dude's been working on troves of documents having to do with the government controlling our our elections by, you know, um, suppression of speech. And violating everybody's First Amendment rights. This guy didn't give a crap about Hunter Biden's testimony. I want to know when the Republican Party is going to care enough about our First Amendment rights to actually defund the FBI, CISA, which is the uh, Department of Homeland Security's uh, cyber. Because just like the Russian collusion hoax, just like the Ukraine whistleblower hoax was all done under the, under the guise of, of an intelligence issue, they were able to skirt the law and they're doing the same thing here. We're going to take a break. We're going to continue this discussion on the other side. So don't go away. Breaking, shocking news about the censorship industrial complex in the United States government. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It sounds really cool, doesn't it? The Cyber Threat Intelligence League. Oh, gee, I wonder if the upwards, I think, of 15 to 20 current FBI people and current uh, CISA workers, which were the uh, Department of Homeland Security's uh, counter, uh, um, no, it's the Center for Intelligence Security Agency, Cyber Insurance uh, Intelligence Security Agency as part of the DHS. We're working uh, in this league. Um, I wonder if they got like, you know, if they got to self-identify superpowers, uh, Sesame Broccolini, and got like little little costumes to wear. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know about all that, but I will say this much. I am a uh, part of me is very happy that this hearing happened and it's good to it's good for Michael Schellenberger to um, vocalize his concerns and be unequivocal on the record for the American people. Um, at the same time, I really am not satisfied with only that much. I really, to your point in the last you know, segment here, I, we need to do something about it because the FBI just got a giant raise for a new center not that long ago so they can continue with these unconstitutional, immoral antics. Uh, this is not a, a country of, by, and for the people anymore, and, and we are being treated like terrorists. The amount of disdain and hatred mm-hmm. the U.S. government has for its own people should tell us everything we need to know about why we have to drain the swamp for real. Both parties, well, all the whole yeah. uniparty establishment, and the intel agencies that... <clears throat> in my estimation, just operate like shadow governments. I mean, who really monitors what the FBI investigators are doing? Like Jim Baker, who was FBI counsel before he was counsel at Twitter under the old regime. And he was scrubbing the Twitter files or at least tried to right when Elon Musk took over and started to release them. Elon bought the Mm -hmm. company and said, we're going to drop these files to Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, Michael Schellenberger. Jim Baker goes in there and tries to scrub away the the information and cover Mm -hmm. his own tracks. And that's just one tiny little anecdote. That's the tip of the iceberg. So 
the the headline for me is what are we going to do about all of this? I mean, what's the next step? Because I'm tired of just talking about the tyranny. I want to stop the tyranny. Well, well, we control the purse strings. And that means that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Information Agency, CISA, who was at the heart of this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you want, you want to get angry at somebody today, conservatives? Get angry at George W. Bush because he's the one that created Department of Homeland Security in the first place after 9-11. And it has done nothing but be a, gover- a bloated government agency meant to persecute and prosecute innocent Americans. Okay. We need to defund CISA. We also need to defund, you know, who else was a part, what other organization was a part of this, all meant of, for the guise of controlling the outcome of our elections, the Election Integrity Project. In fact, we've got a clip of Schellenberger talking about that. It is uh, number two in the stack, Sesame. Emails from CISA's NGO and social media partners show that CISA created the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, in 2020, which involved the Stanford Internet Observatory and other U.S. government contractors. EIP and its successor, the Virality Project, urged Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms to censor social media posts by ordinary citizens and elected officials alike. EIP reported that they had a 75% response rate from the platforms and that 35% of the URLs that they reported were either removed, labeled, um, or throttled, or soft-blocked. In 2020, the Department of Homeland Security, CISA, violated the First Amendment and interfered in the election, while in 2021, CISA and the White House violated the First Amendment and undermined America's response to the COVID pandemic by demanding that Facebook and Twitter censor content that Facebook said that Facebook itself said was quote unquote often true. Yeah. The election in the Democrats are always doing the exact opposite of what they say that they're doing. If, if it's the affordable care act, they're going to jack you up your hiney on cost. Uh, CISA gets involved in something called the election integrity project. Well, the only integrity involved there is a way that they can steal the election from every Republican. And that's what went on here. And there's no excuse for the Republican Party continuing to fund this crap. Right now, 54 uh, Congress people are trying to urge Speaker uh, Mike Johnson from making sure that there's no surveillance involved in the next National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA. And he hasn't he hasn't agreed. In fact, he he refused to confirm what Matt Gates has been talking about with government surveillance, because, oh, by the way, in addition to you hearing about the censorship industrial complex, we've been reporting on how uh, there is this um, a, a program called the Hemisphere in which the government was partnering with AT&T to uh, spy on trillions of Americans using their phone records illegally. Our government is an out of control, illegal tyrannical institution weaponized against the American people. And there's not one Republican doing a damn thing about it. We're going to take a break. We come back. Colonel John Mills retired is going to be here. He hopefully is going to have some idea on what we can do to save this country. We don't have one institution left that's working to preserve our constitution and our freedoms. It's quite the opposite. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. 
to tonight's Andrea K show. We've been talking tonight so far about the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. And no, 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 it is not some new cool Marvel movie coming out with some superhero. Uh, They're only... um, superpower involved with these government traders that as part of the censorship industrial complex, their only superpower is to use our government against us in order uh, to not just censor the American people, but to control our elections and uh, cancel us, persecute us and prosecute us along the way. What to be done now that we know the depths and the extent of the police administrative state against us? Can we rat it out? Is there something we can actually do about it? I'm glad to have back with me tonight Colonel Retired John Mills. His book is The War Against the Deep State. He's a national security uh, professional. He's uh, with service in five eras, the Cold War, the Peace Dividend, War on Terror, World in Chaos, and now Great Power Showdown and the Fight to Save Our Republic. He is the former Director of Cybersecurity Policy, Strategy, and International Affairs at the Department of Defense. And John is a Senior Fellow at the Center for Security Policy. Colonel John Mills, thank you for being here tonight. Hey, Andrea. Always an honor to be on your show. Thank you. So today, the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government had some some testimony today, one of which was from a Mr. Schellenberger, who has received, he initially was part of the people that helped disseminate the Twitter files, him and Matt Taibbi, and he has been in receipt of shocking documents, videos, and more from whistleblowers involving something uh, called the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, the CTIL which, according to the whistleblower, has been absorbed by the Department of Homeland Security and involves all the different agencies. Uh, This program, the censorship industrial complex, was begun during the Obama administration, according to the whistleblower, who told a U.K. military, U.K. intelligence officer uh, that he didn't want a repeat of 2016 and he wanted a disinformation program hatched. And here we are. That's the summary of the latest blockbuster uh, of the weaponized U.S. government. Your thoughts? I don't know a whole lot about this group, but it does. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at their uh, their website right now. Um, it kind of sounds like one more group, such as the Election Integrity Program, where. Stanford, University of Washington, my alma mater, uh, the Atlantic Council were essentially, you know, acting as proxies to keep lists of Americans to be censored. And so this kind of sounds like one more ouch, you know, extension of this is this ad hoc group, which it's unclear whether they're receiving government grant money or they're just in partnership for whatever reason, but who's paying them? Why, what are they doing? So, well, they're actually supposedly, excuse me for interrupting to answer your question. This, this has been absorbed by the department of Homeland security. So it now comes under CISA. Oh yeah. Okay. So I I don't know what that means because I'm looking at their website. It appears to be a kind of an independent group. I mean, the U S government just can't take over things like this. So it, it sounds like it's some kind of ad hoc group that's probably operating and they, they, they're, they're called ISACs and ASEOs, which are 
information sharing councils uh, to uh, to support certain sectors. But I'll be honest, their website doesn't even make any sense. Let me read here. The City League is offering four core services to fulfill our mission, neutralization, prevention, supporting health-related support. I don't even know what that means. We offer these services pro bono for our stakeholders, the life-saving sectors, medical sector, emergency sector, public health sector. Sounds like some group who essentially is helping to suppress anybody who's questioning anything about the vaccine or the virus. That's kind of what it right. sounds like. And according to the whistleblower, the people working in this group are current FBI and CISA employees. That's yeah, who's actually the operating that. it. But let's let's advance the conversation. Because whoever is involved in this, there and 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 I've seen some of the documentation that's been put out in a Substack. The U.S. government is coordinating not just to and there's details about their efforts and what they did with hashtags and how they co-opted hashtags. You know, um, we know that the U.S. government is working offensively, not just to censor content that people are putting out there, but actually taking offensive steps to control the information so that they control the outcome of the elections. And also working together to drag people as part of the Department of Justice persecution and prosecution plan, as well as to do things like um, uh, labeling anybody that was flying to D.C. around Jan 6. Now they get a code on their plane to, you know, stuff as SSSS and they get harassed by TSA. We've got a problem Mm -hmm. in the U.S. government with all of our institutions being weaponized, not to go out there and try to find the terrorists that are coming from our southern border that are here to destroy us, but to actually go against American citizens for their politics. That's really what's going on. The question is, can it be stopped and how? Well, I think all eyes should be on the Missouri-Louisiana case that's going to be in front of the Supreme Court. Uh, that is really, I'm a material witness to, to that uh, to that case. And this, this is really about the unlawful weaponization and creation by DHS CISA uh, and sharing, uh, sharing of, you, of names. And this is where you get Elvis Chan and Laura Demlo carrying names uh, of Americans to be silenced and censored. So if that case is decided the correct way, uh, it'll be open season to extract uh, extract remedy and uh, damages on a large scale. If the Supreme Court doesn't rule the right way, it's going to be a very dark period in American history as we, we, mm-hmm. we try to de- deal with this. But they're going to be ruling on the Fifth Circuit Court. I mean, they might they might. I have no idea because, I mean, in theory, they're going to just be ruling on did the Fifth Circuit uh, make the correct decision to put a stay on uh, the information sharing. The Fifth Circuit had put a stay on uh, the U.S. government. You cannot uh, target, silence, and censor American citizens. And um, so that's really what's what's in question here. And uh, but. Uh, uh, the, the, but the Supreme Court did put out a, a just a very brief statement just a few weeks ago that <clears throat> the, sta- um, the U.S. government can t- continue to do what they're doing until the case is decided. Now, that's not what I wanted to see out of the Supreme Court, but that doesn't mean in any way the Supreme Court is tipping their hand on which way they're going to rule because the, the challenges for the U.S. government folks who are doing this uh, if the uh, 
if the Supreme Court decides what they're doing is illegal, then everything they've been doing since the Fifth Circuit Court uh, decision until the Supreme Court decision during that time period is going to be held against them. And there's going to be plenty of people like me who uh, I'm, I've already got my, my filing ready. It just as soon as we hear the Supreme Court decision, you know, we're slapping it down in Alexandria uh, Federal Court. Uh, for the uh, for the Northern District of Virginia, uh, but uh, well, let me ask you, you this. Know, let me interject, then, uh, Colonel Mills. In the time we have you, why are you a material witness? Oh, because I uh, this whole program traces back in years to uh, to activities that I helped set up in two thousand and seven, two thousand and fourteen, that have just totally come out uh, gone out of, gone out of control. But I'm also material. I'm on the, I'm on one of the Twitter lists that Matt uh, uh, Taibbi has has uh, released. I'm one of the targeted Americans, and so. Uh, okay. uh, but a lot of these. What folks program I, did you I, help create? And I apologize well, for yeah. all the interruptions, but I ha- I don't have I don't have near enough time with you. <laughs> yeah. So, no uh, what program did you create? Well, it wasn't just me. It was a it was a large group of people. It was called the Comprehensive mm-hmm. National Cybersecurity Initiative. That that is unclassified. That it was uh, actually during the Obama years. I, I worked for eighteen months with several a number of people to declassify portions of that program. So, if you look on the uh, the archived uh, Obama website, you'll find the CNCI description of the the twelve major initiatives. But this is where it got out of control, and this is where mass surveillance was created. And once it was initiated and implemented and, and folks saw the, 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 just the, the exponential leaps in capability, it just became intoxicating to uh, nobody. Start, nobody questioned, sh- are we allowed to or should we be doing these collections on mm-hmm. such a massive scale? It just it become when you get exposed to what it delivers, it just everybody just goes back guano crazy over. Uh, I love it. I want more of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't know. What's what's the legality of this? What is it being used for? Well, yeah, and there's no res- there, there's no restrictions. There's no, you know, um, there's no there. There's no backstop against just the uh, the unleashing of the power mad, uh, you know, people in our government that see an opportunity to use something, you know, to, for their advantage politically. And this is why we, we shouldn't, this is why we need restricted and limited government um, because it grows yeah. like the mean green mother in little shop of horrors. Uh, Colonel John Mills, thank you for being here tonight. Tell everybody uh, a little bit of, we've only got 30 seconds left, a little bit about your book and where they can find it. Yeah, War Against the Deep State, Foundation of the Mass Surveillance System, which has really grown. And the other part of the book is about the the unlawful fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government, the administrative state, the fusion of federal law enforcement, intelligence, and big tech, and then the uh, nonprofits. Uh, WarAgainstTheDeepState.com, Colonel Rhett John, Colonel Rhett John on Substack, Getter, and Truth. Thank you so much for being here, sir. I appreciate it. Andrea, looking forward to the next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, you guys stay tuned. We're going to shift gears off of this subject. We've got much more to get into in the second hour of tonight's Andrea K. Show. So y'all stick around. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.